The following is a written confession obtained by the FBI, which has been leaked to the public. Reader discretion is advised. Our mission? To give young people a chance to experience adulthood. Man, <laughs> they almost make it sound noble. That's what I thought as I scrolled through the About section of IDLord.com, a site uh, based in China, I believe, that sold fake IDs like hotcakes. It was surreal looking at something like this, some site that sells phony driver's licenses to kids with inspiring sales copy. I was 18 at this time, and four of my friends and I wanted to get one of these group deals on fakes. $60 per person, something like that. If you went solo, it was north of 100 And since all of us were on board, we thought, oh, what the hell. After doing some research on some shady sites on how best to concoct the info on your fake, I was ready to place my order. So, step one, use your real first name, but a fake last name. This means that a bouncer won't toss you to the curb after your friends have been calling you Jake the whole time in line, uh, even though the name on your ID says Fabio or some shit. <laughs> uh, the fake last name? Well, I mean, come on, no need to explain the reasons for that. My name is Jake Dalton, so I use the name Jake Norman on my fake ID. Step 2. Use the age 21. Though it's generic, it's a common age, and there are a lot of people who are, in fact, 21. No need to stretch your age. Step 3. Your picture. Make sure that there's even lighting. Uh, I actually once knew a guy who got busted because on his ID photo, half of his face was covered in shadow. He had no idea. And why would he? He was a stupid 16-year-old. And step four, the signature. Just make it look like you're not in kindergarten. Uh, oh, and make sure it's the fake name that you came up with, not your real name. Step five, the address. This trips some people up. Some people make up a completely fake address, but then they don't remember it when a suspicious bouncer asks them. Instead, use your actual house number, or something else that you can easily remember. Then make the street a fake one, and change the state to whichever state your ID says. Okay, easy enough so far, right? Okay, good. I ended up getting my fake in the mail checking the mailbox profusely over the next couple of weeks to make sure my parents didn't intercept the package. And it looked great. I mean, I live in Asheville, North Carolina, and my fake ID was a Tennessee driver's license, the state which borders mine. I live at 308B... something or other, you know, I'm gonna redact this part. So, the address on my ID was a place in Tennessee called 308... there you go. Uh, easy to remember. My friends and I, or should I say Jake Norman, had a blast that Friday night. We got past bouncers, we bought cases of beer, we got into bars and did shots with our cash tips that we'd gotten at work. I mean, it was great. My friends Sammy and I were chilling the following day, Saturday afternoon. We were sort of hungover and a bit bored, just watching stuff on YouTube and reading stuff on forums, and of course as we go through 4chan, we actually come to find that there's a thread for ID Lord, the site that we got our fakes from. We decide to click on it, see how other folks made out with their fake ID experiences. Uh, there were little minor complaints, 
The UV is a little high, or the signature looks stretched. There were glowing reviews, too. And then, we came across something that was a bit odd. There was a subthread which was titled, The address that I made up for my ID is a real address. Anyone else notice this? What followed were half a dozen comments claiming the same thing. So naturally, Sammy and I went to look up the address that I had made up, and there it was on Google Maps. 308 White Brook Lane, and in Tennessee, no less. We thought that maybe ID Lord used real addresses for realism, but surely that'd be illegal. I mean, I'm no law student, but that seemed like a form of impersonation. But there was one thing that really caught our attention. A few of the commenters claimed that the houses had money stashed in the floorboards. Lots of it. People came up with theories as to why this might be, and the most convincing was that maybe the houses were drug houses used by that same cartel that sold the fake IDs. Well, being broke high schoolers, Sammy and I were soon en route to the addresses, which was only a few hours from my house. It was sunset by the time we arrived. The story was a two-story home in the hood, and it had a chain-link fence surrounding the property. A large oak tree stood in the backyard, looming over the house as if protecting it. And beyond that were some woods that stretched on into the next property over. Sammy and I got out of the car and headed for the property. The chain-link gate creaked as we opened it and stepped through. We walked across the overgrown, dandelion-filled grass and went up to the doorsteps and opened the screen door to knock. No answer. We knocked several more times and still, no answer. Dude, said Sammy, let's fucking go in and look for the money. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> we went inside. The place had furniture in it and... And it seemed as though someone was still living there. But everything was covered in a thick layer of dust, and we were never more than three feet from a cobweb. So we were fairly certain the house hadn't been lived in. Uh, still, though, we had our doubts. I don't know, man, I said, after a couple minutes. We might be trespassing. Look, said Sam, I ain't passing up on a boatload of money. Let's tear this place up, find it, and get the hell out of here. No one's lived here for years. Look. Sammy ran his finger across a mantle, displaying the wad of dust that had snowballed onto his fingertip. See? Yeah, yeah, alright. Let's just get to it and get out of here. He tore the place up, threw up the couch cushions, rummaged through drawers, peeled away molding, put holes in the walls and soon it was dark. We were about ready to give up and just go home. And that's when we heard something. It sounded like a television. Shit, dude. Is that a damn TV? Sammy and I stared at each other with our jaws agape. Our shocked, open mouths were pits of darkness. Our eyes were bug's eyes. The sound of the TV was coming from upstairs. You think someone just left it on? Sammy asked stupidly. Oh my god, dude, we're fucked. Probably some old person who can't hear a thing. But there was only one way to find out. Sammy and I crept up the stairs. Each step creaked 
and each time it did, we winced like we were being pinched. Whatever was playing on the TV was a commercial, but I was pretty sure it was a super long infomercial, because it sounded like the same voice had been talking for the past few minutes. We got to the top, and I, at the forefront, peeked around the corner and gazed down the dark hallway. The hall stretched for about 20 feet, and there was a door at the end. Blue light flickered beyond it. The TV, I presume? I whispered. Sammy and I crept down the hall. Excuse me! I called. Sammy shushed me and slapped my shoulder as his eyes went wide. The fuck are you doing? We're really sorry for being here, I said, ignoring Sammy. We thought the place was empty, we got the wrong house, and... My voice drifted off as we listened for a response. Nothing. We arrived at the end of the hall and pushed the door open. The, the room was empty, but it was what played on the TV that was truly haunting. The TV was an OxyClean-type infomercial, with some guy shouting at the camera in an excited way. At ID Lord, we value you! The salesman shouted. You get to create a new you that is of legal age. A you that gets to party with the adults, get into clubs, or order a beer at your favorite bar. Get together for a group purchase, and get 50% off of your... Sammy and I looked at each other with big eyeballs. What the fuck? I asked. Let's go, said Sammy. This is... We turned around, and there he stood. Should I say... There I stood. It was me. Even in the shadows, I could see that it was me that stood across from us. Either I had a twin that I didn't know about, or something had occurred that was beyond my comprehension. I couldn't speak. I could barely breathe. I went into a state of paralysis by fear. Me. The other me. Wore the same clothes I'd been wearing in my fake ID photo. The hair, that was the same too, but something else matched. The facial expression. See, when I had gotten my photo taken, I just gave a little half-smile, and, and that was the expression the other me had plastered to his face. Unmoving, unblinking, not even a twitch. I asked who he was, and still holding the same facial expression, the other me spoke. You know who I am. You're... you're me. No. You're Jake Dalton. Yeah. I'm Jake Norman. I was actually going to pay you a visit tonight, but it looks like you came to me. Before Sammy and I could do anything, Jake Norman lunged for Sammy. My evil clone pounced on him like a tiger and bit into his neck. And my god, the gargling noise that erupted from Sammy's throat, that mix of screaming and bubbling blood. Sammy! I shouted. I tried to pull Jake Norman off of him, but the clone was a firm as a statue, and pulling on him was like trying to uproot one from the ground. I got backed away and ready to run just as Jake Norman lifted his blood-stained head and glared at me. I shrieked and booked it towards the stairs. I glanced over my shoulder just in time to see the other me roll onto his back, prop himself up, and proceeded to spider-walk after me. 
I flew down the stairs. The other me did that freaky spider walk down the steps, faster than any human could go in that position. I yanked open the door, ran to my car, and hopped in. As I put the keys in the ignition, Jake Norman slapped his face against my window and pressed into the glass, hissing as he ran his tongue along the glass. I started up the car and sped away. I went to the police immediately. I, I told the cops to go to the house and that they'd find his body. When they did, they found nothing. Not even a blood stain. I was suspected for Sammy's disappearance. I was eventually exonerated, but everyone still looks at me like I did it. I know what everyone is thinking. That they think I'm a murderer. I think I'm going to have to move. Probably to another state. But those are the least of my worries. I mean, I mean, Jake Norman is still out there, and by God, he's coming for me. I know that sooner or later he'll come looking. He'll find me. Fact is, I would have been better off in prison. <laughs>